Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, Santa! You could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. Ho, 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 ho. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. And that is it. Liverpool for the 12th time in their history into the semi-finals of the European Cup or Champions League. 3-3 on the night, 6-4 on aggregate. But the quadruple remains on for Liverpool. Just once or twice you wondered whether Benfica might give them a sensational scare tonight. And it was a fine performance from the Portuguese side. Yep, three all. It's uh, Liverpool and Benfica this morning. Uh, and also another draw in the other important match. Uh, Atletico Madrid had a player sent off uh, against Manchester City. That was uh, a nil-all draw. And the old beautiful game, it just... Keeps on uh, coming on every day, doesn't it? 365 days of the year, it appears, as a game of football somewhere in the world uh, that uh, matters uh, greatly to some. Um, and so over the long weekend, for those fans that want to treat themselves to maybe to a, che- a cheeky little Easter egg or a, a cheeky big Easter egg, for that matter, uh, in the middle of the night, the football will keep on coming in. And one of those blokes uh, who might like an Easter egg or, or two, I would imagine he just g- uh, gives them to his beautiful daughter, uh, is Ricardo Ball. Uh, who joins us uh, again this morning as we look back on uh, football action uh, to come, and that has just been. Uh, and, Ricardo, we, now we know what the semi-finalists for the Champions League. Good morning to you. Yeah, we do. Yeah, good morning, Smithy. And, um, yeah, a morning full of drama uh, again. And, uh, you know, we're two games that were really polar opposites of each other. You know, the Benfica-Liverpool game, both teams going at a hammer and tongs, six goals. Not one yellow card, Smithy. And then over in uh, Madrid, uh, Diego Simeone, uh, the, the master of the dark arts, and his team uh, ground out a nil draw against Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. And there were cards galore. There was fouls galore. There was an all-in at the end. Oh, mate, I tell you what, two, two games couldn't have been more different. OK, so um, the upshot of that is, is what in terms of uh, semi-final matchups? Well, the, uh, the 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 semi-final matchups um, are, are going to be interesting. Actually, I, I I'm not sure uh, that they've done a draw for that yet. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who gets what. Um, I, I think it would be disappointing to see Man City and Liverpool in a semi-final together. Um, so on that front, you would hope that you know it's Villarreal and Real Madrid, uh, you know, sort of against the two English side, whichever way that plays out. And then we can, uh, we've can we got the potential of, of an all-English final or potentially even an all-Spanish final because, you know, Villarreal have, have upset all the odds. They've knocked out Juventus, they've knocked out Bayern Munich, and uh, they are now in a semi-final of the Champions League. And, you know, a guy, Unai Emery, that couldn't get it done at Arsenal uh, is proving that in the Spanish leagues he's uh, one of the best managers going around. That is very interesting, actually, because I, I was going to say, where have they come from via Real? I mean, I know that you have to perform well to get into the Champions League itself anyway, but 
So, I mean, there's no poor size to go into it. But if you look at uh, the starting group in the Champions League, Villarreal, I would imagine, were not um, on everyone's hit list, were they? No, they weren't, weren't at all. I mean, they're one of those teams that... Uh, uh, has usually done quite well in the Europa League. In fact, Unai Emery, who's, who's the manager there, uh, has previously been with Valencia and Sevilla, and I think he has won five Europa Leagues uh, as a manager across those three teams as well. Uh, they were the team that beat Manchester United in the in the Europa League final a while ago. So they, they are a team that... Um, knows how to play in Europe, and Unai Emery, I, I think, you know, it says more about the, what was going on upstairs at Arsenal and maybe uh, their, uh, the players that they were bringing in and letting go than it did about his, his skill, because, you know, he's gone back to Spain, slotted straight back in there and, and been successful again. Uh, and I don't think, I and mean, I certainly thought, gave them a chance against Juventus, because I don't think Juventus are as strong as they have been, but I certainly gave them no chance against Bayern Munich. Um, particularly when the second league was in Germany. Mm. No, of course, uh, that was a real, a real upset. Uh, yesterday we saw Chelsea beat uh, Real Madrid 3-2, but lost out on aggregate 5-4. So uh, uncertain times now, I, I would imagine, for Chelsea. They've probably got third place sewn up in the EPL, so they've got Europe to look forward to again next year. But uh, what about uh, the ownership and uh, goings-on at, uh, at Chelsea itself at Stamford Bridge? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's still pretty cloudy there, Smitty. There's, there's been a bunch of bids. I think there's about three or four different consortiums who have, who have put bids forward. It's just a matter of what's going to happen um, on that front. And, you know, I guess from a playing point of view, from a staff point of view, if you're the manager, Thomas Tuchel, uh, there's a lot of white noise going on. It's how, how do you filter that out and get your team to focus? And I think he did a really good job of making it us against them. Uh, and, and instilling a bit of a, a fortress mentality in the dressing room to start with, but I think we've you know seen that it has gotten to them uh, a couple of times, and you know the Brentford loss was one of them. I think the first league against Real Madrid when they lost three one at home was another. Uh, he may have pulled it round after they beat Southampton six nil on the weekend, but it, uh, too little, too late uh, during the week, unfortunately for Chelsea uh, and Real Madrid. Uh, looking good. I mean, I, I think I said a couple of weeks ago that they were. As much as Real Madrid can be a dark horse, back uh, to go all the way, and I think Carlo Ancelotti's doing a fantastic job there with some real veterans. You know, Luka Modric in that game was just absolutely superb. A couple of the passes he played were some of the best passes I've ever seen played at that level of football. And you know, with Karim Benzema, uh, Vinicius Junior, Rodrigo, those guys that they've got, the youngsters coming through, they've got a really talented side. Um, and how's this for a stat? I know you, you love a stat, Smithy. Uh, this was the fifth time that Real Madrid have played the defending champions of the Champions League in a knockout match uh, and won. The previous four times they went on and won the competition. Really? Interesting. Got uh, two or three texts that have uh, just come in. Drawers, Liverpool v. Villarreal, uh, Man City versus uh, Real Madrid. So that's come in from Carl and from Chris. Um, <coughs> good matchups, those. Uh, the, it, it avoids the All England one, doesn't it? It does avoid the All England one, yeah, yeah. I think those are great matchups, and you know, I, I think uh, Liverpool will probably be quite the, probably the happiest team with that draw. I mean, even though you know we've talked about what Villarreal have done so well, I think they are still probably the weakest squad out of the four left. Uh, so I think Liverpool and Liverpool fans will be happy with that draw. Uh, and on the other side of things, you know, you've got that intrigue of Pep Guardiola having to go back to Madrid again. Uh, you know, mm. the former Barcelona manager, and you know, you, we know what. 
that rivalry is like between Real Madrid and Barcelona. So him having to go and play the old enemy in, in, in Real Madrid again and, and go up against a very wily manager in Carlo Ancelotti, that makes for a great semi-final. That one is the one that I will be watching definitely. Uh, I think that, that's going to be an, a really intriguing matchup. Okay, so uh, this weekend in British football as well, let's uh, look, uh, first of all, before we go to the FA Cup, let's look at uh, the EPL itself, the matchups: uh, Tottenham, Brighton, Man U, uh, Norwich, uh, Watford, Brentford, uh, Southampton, Arsenal, uh, then uh, Newcastle, Leicester and West Ham, Burnley. The games, crucial games there. Uh, West Ham, I'm talking top four, uh, bottom four here, or top three, bottom four. Mm. Uh, West Ham, Burnley is, is huge. Manchester United, Norwich, maybe uh, a, a game too late for Norwich. Tottenham, Brighton, uh, Tottenham fringing around the top four. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, that one, because we saw Brighton, who came, uh, who have been a very good side, particularly the first half of the season, and they, they went on the skids a bit, but they, they bounced back, beat Arsenal at Arsenal last weekend, um, inflicted Arsenal's second loss on the bounce on them, and that's put Tottenham in the driver's seat uh, for that fourth spot in Champions League football next season. So really interested to see how that game plays out. Graham Potter, the manager at Brighton, is a guy that's been linked to the Tottenham job uh, before they appointed Antonio Conte as well. So a potential upset there. That could be a banana skin for Spurs, um, and I look forward to seeing that one. Um, I think uh, the Arsenal game away at Southampton is going to be interesting as well. As I mentioned, Arteta's team have lost to Palace and now lost to Brighton uh, in back-to-back games. And that fourth place in, in Champions League football look, you know, is, is out of their control now. Uh, so they need to win this game. And on the flip side of that, as I mentioned, Southampton got beaten 6-0 by Chelsea. And it's not often mm. you see a team uh, who's beaten like that not bounce back the next week. So I'm interested to see what the Southampton response is. And it, it, could, have, uh, it could be set up for Arsenal that it's, uh, you know, it's absolutely the wrong time to play Southampton as well away. So uh, I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup. The cream has really risen to the top in the FA Cup this year. I love that. Uh, Manchester City, Liverpool, that's uh, Sunday, 2.30 New Zealand time. Uh, and then Monday morning, Chelsea against Crystal Palace. So all three of the top sides in the EPL have made it through to this competition. And the reason I like that is because sometimes when you've got Europe in mind, uh, you bail out on a couple of competitions, uh, Ricardo, but it doesn't appear that the big boys have done that this year. No, no, exactly, they haven't. And, uh, you know, that's great to see. And, you know, there's a lot riding on that semi final between Liverpool and Manchester City. You know, it's te- two teams that played each other last week, two teams that could potentially meet in a Champions League final. And, you know, the talk is already of could this team do the uh, treble? Could this team do the quadruple? Uh, so a win for either team in that is going to deny the other a piece of history. Uh, so there's so much riding on that. And I think mentally as well, uh, that either team winning this could inflict a blow in the title race as well. You know, it's just getting that mental edge over the other. And as I mentioned, potentially a Champions League finalist as well. Uh, if you can get the wood on them now, what does that do mentally to that team going forward? So I, I, I'm really looking forward to that matchup. And, you know, I, I know we've talked about the big three here, but I think Crystal Palace deserves a shout because Patrick Vieira uh, taking over Crystal Palace, when he came in, I thought it was a really... Uh, risky appointment uh, from Palace with Patrick Vieira. He'd done a little bit in the MLS with New York FC. He'd gone to France and, and he'd done okay with Nice, but not blindingly brilliant. And then he'd gone into Palace and he tore up what Roy Hodgson had laid down. He really, uh, they had a lot of players out of contract. He let a whole bunch of players go. He signed a bunch of young players, brought some in from France, brought some in, a couple in, uh, one that he had signed from Chelsea and uh, some young guys who were looking for a chance in the EPL. 
And I thought, you know, that we've seen that happen before with other managers who have tried to do the same thing at a, in an established EPL club and they've come in and they've gone, well, you know, they play negative football. Uh, we want to play better football. We want to get further up the league. And it's all gone pear-shaped because they've tried to change too much too soon. And I, to be honest, had Crystal Palace in my bottom three at the beginning of the season. I thought, this is too much of a risk. It could all go pear-shaped, uh, but it hasn't. And I think if you were going to name a Premier League manager of the season right now, I think it's Patrick Vera. I think he's done an absolutely magnificent job at Crystal Palace. And, uh, you know, I, I would love to see them uh, get through to an FA Cup final. I think it would be well-deserved. Right, let's get closer to home uh, because uh, it's worth talking about. Uh, the Phoenix, of course, 1-0 over Perth Glory. That's uh, two in a row. Ricardo, after a time, I think I spoke to you this time last week uh, when you were uh, filling in in the mornings, and uh, we got this horrible feeling that, you know, with these thumpings that, uh, that the, the Phoenix copped, and they were thumpings, that could be a really big alarm sign, but they've turned it around. Yeah, they have, mate. Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, I put my hand up and said, I didn't see it coming. You know, they'd shipped 11 goals in two matches and they were coming up against the second team in the league. And I'm like, Ooh. you know, the, the whole midfield is gone. Um, uh, Gary Hooper, their best striker, is gone. Uh, you know, there, there was so much that, that has gone wrong for them. And they've got all these games in such a short period of time. You know, they're playing every three or four days. I just thought they're worn out, they're tired. There's lack of options now for Ufuk Tale. Uh, and I, I thought, oh, they're going to be on the skids, they're going to go backwards. Then they, they turn up at second place Western uh, United and, and turn them over 4-1. I mean, it was 3-0 at halftime. It, it, it wasn't even... They, they made it look pretty easy. And then last night they went out to Perth, or they went to, they played Perth in Sydney and uh, uh, beat them 1-0. It was a bit of a battle, but it was torrential rain. It was horrible conditions, but they got the three points, and uh, they have turned it around, and now they currently sit, I think, um, fourth on the ladder, and there's every chance they can go third. Um, and, you know, they've, they've been done a favour uh, last night. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers took two, uh, took two points off uh, Central Coast Mariners with a two-all draw, and the Mariners one of the teams sort of uh, around that sixth spot that, that could have challenged the Phoenix because they've got games in hand as well. But uh, things are going right for the Phoenix at the moment. Um, the only thing I would say uh, that has been disappointing is to hear that Sam Sutton has uh, tested positive for COVID, so he couldn't play last night. Uh, Sam has been the number one left back really most of the season for the Phoenix. And then with the injuries to Clayton Lewis and Alex Rufer, uh, Ufuk Tele had moved him into his midfield um, and, and played someone else at left back. Uh, and so to lose him, it's another midfield piece gone, I think is a bit of a blow. Uh, so hopefully he's not too crook and hopefully he recovers soon and, and can get back over here. Uh, probably not for this weekend, but potentially for Western Sydney Wanderers at, at Eden Park. Well, yeah, I was going to say, what we do know is uh, where they're going to be on the 24th of April at Eden Park. Now we're in Orange, of course, which means it's open slather. Uh, we can have massive crowds. Are you expecting, what are you expecting out of that homecoming? Yeah, I think it'll be big. I think it'll be really big. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's quite going to be sort of the 23, 24,000 that they had last time they were at Eden Park. I think there's still a little bit of public reluctance. Uh, I think people have got used to being at home. And also, I think there's still a little bit of a factor of um, do I want to risk going out and potentially catching COVID? Uh, I mean, I think that we've seen that has held back some events like the rugby uh, the other weekend, uh, Smithy at in Hamilton, you know, the, the Chiefs versus the Blues. Uh, I was surprised, I don't know about you, but to only see 11,000 or 12,000 or whatever it was in, in that stadium. Uh, and the Canes, I think, have, have felt a bit the same in the, in the Cape Tin as well uh, with lack of crowds. I don't know if that's 
uh, anything to do with the rugby or more to do with, uh, uh, you know, wanting to be out and about and people being used to being home more. So that's going to be interesting to see how it goes. But, I, you know, I think the story of the Phoenix has been a real fairy tale. I think they've captured the public imagination. There's probably more about the Phoenix in the press this season than there has ever been. So, yeah, I, th- I think we could edge towards 20,000 at Eden Park and, uh, you know, I'd be interested to see what happens at, uh, at, at the Cape Town this week, this Sunday as well. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, look forward to uh, uh, all those football matters coming up, uh, particularly a busy weekend over the long weekend. Ricardo Ball, as always, thanks very much for your time uh, and your knowledge. Always, uh, always well and truly received by our listeners as well. Thank you. No, thank you, Smithy. Love it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see everybody at four. I'm, I'm doing Drive with Beef. Oh, Drive with Beef. Okay, four o'clock this afternoon, Ricardo Ball and Stephen Donald, the beaver. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.